0: brand new episode of the let's talk football podcast i'm your host billy powell and today we've got the third episode of the transfer news in under 10 minutes mini series kind of thing that we're doing and we've got a good one today there's been a lot that's happened in the past week so it's going to be a good one to start the episode similarly to last week we'll go over the transfer rumors that we mentioned last week starting off with the progression of the fico tamori deal Milan and Tomori himself have both agreed to the deal and Tomori is set to be announced as a new AC Milan player very, very soon. The deal will be a loan deal with an option to buy for 25 million pounds and as I said in that last episode, I feel like it's a great move for Tomori to get some game time and more experience under his belt when you've got the backing of someone like Paolo Maldini with the legacy that he holds. I mean, it's never going to be a bad move for a defender, is it really? Over the past couple of weeks there has been a lot of Arsenal and Meza Ozil talks and finally it seems to have all been agreed and sorted out. Urzil and Arsenal both came to the agreement to terminate the contract and he's set to be announced as a Fenerbahce player any day now really. Ozil has pretty much confirmed himself that he's joining them. I mean, he arrived in Turkey a few days ago with a Fenerbahce scarf around his neck. And he's also posted an edited picture of himself with a Fenerbahce top on. So, yeah, pretty much any time of any day, the club will finally announce the transfer of themselves. I mean, I'm not really too sure what the reason is for the announcement, but for taking so long but it's bound to have something to do with covid or brexit or some political nonsense (laughs) another one we mentioned last week was delhi ali trying to force his way out of spurs which is still the case a week on delhi is desperate to get the move and to be playing football again but as of recording this it's still down to spurs and daniel levy If I'm honest, I do actually feel bad for Deli Alli because he's desperate to play football and especially with the Euros coming up in the summer, he'll of course feel like he can make that squad and help England out. But with every passing day, I mean, while he's still playing, while he's still at Spurs, sorry, and not playing, he's obviously less likely to make that squad. These next two are ones that we actually mentioned a couple of weeks back in the first transfer episode. And firstly, we'll go over Christian Eriksen And he still hasn't found a club to go out on loan to yet. It's believed that Spurs and Leicester were both interested in him, but it seems like the loan fee itself seems to be way too high for both teams. Inter Milan are looking for four million euros, all things included, to loan Christian Eriksen for six months until the end of the season, and for just half a season loan, four million just seems a bit ridiculous. And it just shows really the outrageous amounts of money that he seems to be bringing in while at Inter. Inter are adamant to not let Christian Eriksen go for anything less and have said that it's all of like a kind of, it's like an all or nothing deal basically. The last rumour from previous weeks is the transfer of David Alaba. As I mentioned in that episode two weeks ago, Liverpool were desperate to bring Alaba in and they did actually make a big offer along with PSG, but it was Alaba's decision and he's accepted to join Real Madrid in the summer as a free agent. Fabrizio Romano, the king of transfers, I'm sure you all know who he is, has said that Alaba will be bringing in roughly 12 million euros per season at Real Madrid, which equates to 230,000 a week. God, the things I would do to be on that sort of money. (laughs) Moving on to this week's transfer rumours though, and we'll start off with the best team in the land, Aston Villa, and they're looking to sign Frenchman Morgan Sanson from Marseille for a fee that's believed to be around 15 to 18 million euros. What a signing this would be, and it just shows the ambition that Villa are trying to show now, I mean, Sansom will not only add quality to this Villa side, but it'll also add depth. Obviously, Conor Hurrahans left on loan to Swansea now for the rest of the season, so we obviously needed to bring in another midfielder to strengthen, but we could have just put in a mediocre average player who would be happy to sit on the sidelines. But it's so good and refreshing to see that we're going in the direction of a quality squad, as well as a very good starting eleven. Anyways, Andre Villas Boas, the Marseille manager, has revealed that the opening bid from Villa was a very weak one and that they have rejected it. I've heard that bid was 7 million plus 2 million in bonuses, which is understandably why they rejected it, but it's also been reported that Villa will go in with an improved offer of 11 million up front and 5 million in bonuses. So this is one that we'll of course have to wait and see what happens. Sticking with French players moving over to England and Crystal Palace have signed 23-year-old Jean-Philippe Mateta from German outfit Mainz. Mateta has scored 7 goals in 15 appearances so far this season while lifting Mainz to 17th in the league table. Although this may not sound great considering the Bundesliga only has 18 teams, Mateta has scored 7 goals out of a total 15 for Mainz which obviously means that the rest of the team have only scored eight. If This gives me similar kind of vibes to when Benteke was with Villa, actually. I mean, the amount of goals Benteke scored inevitably kept us up those seasons he was at Villa. And if Benteke can, and if Mateta, sorry, could do what Benteke did at Villa for Palace, then the amount of goals he p- could potentially score, it will be a great signing for them. Over to Wolves now though, and since the very unfortunate injury of Raul Jimenez, Wolves have been crying out for a new striker. I mean, all credit to Fabio Silva, their young forward that they got from Porto in the summer for a club record fee, but I don't think the guys even played 50 first-team career appearances yet. So with such little experience, it was going to be pretty much impossible to fill the boots of Raul Jimenez. But... The signing of Willian Jose on loan with an option to buy for £20 million from Real Sociedad is getting closer and closer. This could be the kind of player that they've been missing since Raul Jimenez has been out. And of course, since that injury, it's clear to see that Wolves just haven't been the same as they were before. I mean, it's still Wolves... He's still Wolves' top scorer, sorry, and he's been out for their past nine games. So, from a Wolves' perspective, you've just got to hope that William Jose will hit the ground running and start scoring goals very quickly. Ginny Wijnaldum looks to potentially be on his way out of Liverpool in the summer. The Dutch internationals contract is up late June, early July kind of time, and after seven months of negotiations with Liverpool over a possible extension, there's still nothing to be agreed. Liverpool do want to keep hold of Wijnaldum though, and I mean, it's understandable as to why, but Gini himself has not yet accepted Liverpool's latest offer since December. A number of clubs will be wanting the Dutchman's signature should they not come to an eventual agreement, and well, we heard the transfer rumours in the summer, but will they be able to afford him? Barcelona are the team that are believed to be in pole position to sign Wijnaldum, but if I'm really being honest, I can't see that happening. It seems to it seems like Barca are currently linked with every Dutch player in the world right now, just because they've got Koeman, the former Netherlands national team manager, in charge, which of course n- will no doubt have an influence on the players that Barca do end up bringing in. But I just wouldn't read too much into it, but that's just me. Anyways, that's all from me today. I hope you've all enjoyed the episode. Thank you all very much for listening. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter and Instagram at LTFootballPod. Although there's only one Premier League game at the weekend, there will be an episode on Tuesday giving my thoughts on each Premier League team so far this season. So take it easy and I'll see you then. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win?